What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, we've been gone for what, what, two, two and a half weeks now? Three weeks? Two at weeks? At least, ish? at least, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, we've been very busy in our personal lives, and we were also waiting on. We were trying to do a big to do, and we were trying to get all the people together. Um, and it hasn't worked out yet, but we're still working on it. Yeah. Um. So today with us we have a E7 with us. And we're going to call him Rosé for undisclosed reasons. So yeah. you can interpret that however you want. Yeah. I interpret it as Ricky Ross, you know, the boss. Well, I'm a drunk. I immediately went to wine. <laughs> That's what um, it's all about, wine. Yeah. So, uh, Chief, if you want to go ahead and give us a quick synopsis of your career, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, Rosé, been in 12 years as of today. And started off on the blue side, did uh, about six, seven years there. Bounced around from um, different units, started in Illinois, worked my way around, and then now ended up at a PSU. Um, yeah, 12 years of reservist as well. It's been great. So when you say blue, do you mean uh, like, <laughs> is that what you call active duty or is that what you call non-PSU people? Uh, that's what we call non-PSU people. Uh, you know, blue guard, green guard, because we wear the okay. uh, Navy Type 3 uniforms. Have you been reserved your entire career? Yep, 12 years. All right. All right, so I guess the cat's out of the bag. We're doing a PSU episode. Uh, somebody actually requested it, so here we are sitting with an E7 that's a PSU. So we're about to answer some questions. Uh, first, we've got some admin shit to take care of. Uh, sorry, that's my wife's work computer. She's working literally right there next to me. Oh, um, I didn't hear anything. Oh, I heard it. Uh, all right, so merch drops. Yes. So we got, we got a lot. We, I just dropped this uh, Have the Day You Deserve sticker. It's got the Buddy Christ on it from Dogma. Uh, you guys heard us say that a lot, and we figured we'd turn it into some stickers for you guys. It's fucking five inches. It's massive. Have you sold any yet? Yeah, I sold two uh, last night, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Anybody I know? Uh, I actually don't remember the names. Oh, I, okay. There were two different orders that came in, but one was for that. So, And then we dropped our coins. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, they sold out in like – is this the first episode since we launched those coins? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, they sold out in under an hour, and I was yeah. not expecting that. Yeah, I 
wanted to have a couple for myself, and I only got one. Yeah, I only got one as well. Oh, because CG memes had to fucking piss and moan, so we had to set him one aside. Yeah, fuck uh, that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, so we got the stickers. You're working on some rate insignia stuff, right? I am. Yeah, I'm doing uh, different rate designs for all the rates except OS's because those guys are trash. Yeah, uh, it's just going to be a so... picture of a penis, but a small one. <laughs> it's going to be real small, like something you could push in and put a bandaid over. Yeah, I'll probably turn those into stickers because that'll be the easiest thing to do. Yeah, they're pretty cool though. They're not like. Um, you know, they're not haha funny like we normally do. They're wow, that's actually pretty cool. I'd like to have that on my locker or something like that. So they're Yeah, they're not they're not your typical design that we do. Yeah. Uh the EM one is by far I think the coolest one. Um Yeah, but... I haven't released I haven't sent those out to like hardly anybody yet. Only yeah. a few people. Um so working on the shirts, we're working with um Do you want to say who we're trying to get the t-shirts through? Yeah, we can. Uh, I'm, we're currently working through BP Sign Company. Uh, she's, I think, prior active duty. I think she's a reservist now. Uh, but we're working with her. Her name's Bridget, I think, if I remember right from her emails. And uh, she's supposed to be sending us like a. She made some shirts for us uh, to have so we could see her work. And I'm waiting on to get those in so I can like see like if I like the quality or the style of them before we move forward. Okay. It's, they're um, good. They're good. We, uh, my chief's mess went through them for CCTI, and we went with a fifty-fifty poly blend. Great shirts. How's the neck? Okay. I don't like a neck. I don't like a neck that like stretches out real quick. You know, I, I mean, have a girthy neck. <laughs> so are you fat bitch. I mean, I, it's only been about three weeks, I guess, since I've had it. Oh, so okay. it's not like I've put on seventeen pounds of weight. Oh, as soon as I, like, my head's real big to hold, like, all my thinking brains. So, like, as soon as I pull my shirt over, I know whether it's going to get stretched out or not. So, um, so, a lot of merch coming, a lot of cool shit coming. So, as long as people are buying it, we're going to keep making shit and selling it as cheap as fucking possible to get cool stuff out. You know, yeah. I like stickers and patches. So, uh, speaking of that, we received some swag in the mail. Yeah, we did. I have I've posted all the coins that I've received, and I don't know if you did or not. I don't remember. I don't remember. I drink a lot, um, and it's been like two weeks. And the shit with CG memes and Yo and memes, I don't even remember what I posted anymore. Um, so the first one I got is the uh, fucking. It's a commissioning coin from Coast Guard Cutter Pablo Valent or Valent Valiant Valent. I don't know how you fucking say it. V-A-L-E-N-T. Pablo Valent? I don't know. We'll get to it, and we'll figure out how to say yeah. his name. Uh, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty okay coin. It's got, like, an embossed, like, raised ship on it. And uh, it just says excellence through adversity. But they went with the standard uh, Coast Guard. Uh, yeah. It's like, I don't know if we said it before, but... The manual says you're supposed to have this on the back. It's supposed to have the Coast Guard insignia, and it can have, you know, uh, what the honor, respect, devotion to duty or whatever it is. This one is a commissioning coin, though, so it says commissioned, whatever, whatever, and where it was commissioned. I think it's St. Pete. Um, so commissioning coins are cool. I've never – I don't think I've had a commission. I have a DCOM coin. I don't know if I have a yeah, commissioning coin. Yeah, I have some coin. DCOM coins, but I don't have a commissioning coin. 
Uh, and then the other one, uh, Jimothy kind of alluded to. This is pretty rad. This is for the um, the Charles David Jr. Fucking, uh, it's a tuna in like the shape of an FRC. And that is cool. That's pretty cool. It's got a cigar I, in his mouth. I like I like different coins like that. It's a decent size. Um, so obviously it's got the tuna on the front, and then on the back it's got. I I don't know if these are the islands from Key West or if those are stars or. I think this is for the Conquer Republic, like the the sun thing. Yeah, it, I don't know. The tail, a bottle opener. Uh, you know what? It it fucking might be. I bet it it is now. <laughs> it fucking is now. Uh, but that's from Jim. So he sent me one, or he sent me two. So I got one for one for you as well. I only got one commission coin though, because that one was weird. Anyway, uh, I have some coins to go over too. So. Somebody sent us in this Coast Guard Cutter Bertoff coin. Uh, standard logo on the front, like their seal, and then picture of the ship on the back. Nothing too fancy, but a coin's a coin. We like coins. So Somebody sent us in their OCS class coin. So I have one of those already from somebody else. But what are your, what are your thoughts? That's pretty cool. Shaped like a helm? Yeah. Yeah, and then the back has like their... I guess the countries of the different people in their class on it, if I had to what guess. Is, what is that? Jamaica, uh, Czech Republic? Uh, I don't that know. top one's America. Saying. Yeah, that top one's America for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then a while back, uh, a friend of ours who was stationed with us messaged me and said, here's a direct quote from my CO. You guys are both support rates you have no reason not to put out an episode every Sunday. And I told him to tell his CO to mind his motherfucking business <laughs> because we're fucking busy and we're doing the best we can. And I go, also tell him we want some coins and patches. <laughs> so he came through, okay, and he sent us some coins. So this is their ship's coin. It's from the, uh, the Coast Guard Cutter Clarence Sutphin Jr. What is uh, that? That's the front. Is that an FRC? A- yeah, WPC, so. WPC, and yeah. then uh, there's the back. What is that? And it's fucking rad. It's it's in Bahrain. Oh, oh, it's like That's fucking it's hard cool. to see in the photo, but the blue on this coin is like the coolest fucking blue I've ever seen. See, that's then, that statement from the CO. Depending on the day I've had, I would either be like, "Hell yeah, that's a fucking cool CO." That like he gets it. Like, haha, piece of shit support rate. But like on the other, like you catch me on a bad day. I was like, you know, sir, I've slapped officers right in the fucking mouth before. I'll do it again, you know. So he also sent us his CO's coin. Damn, boy. So, so that's his CO's coin. It has his name on it, and then it says plank owner at the bottom under what? the officer insignia. Is that an LT? Yes. That's a fucking cool-ass His name's LT on the coin. coin. I don't want to, like, read his name out, but I'm, I'm, you guys could probably fucking Google it since I already named the ship. But, yeah, you can go uh, to the standard there, distribution list, and you can type yeah. in the name. It'll tell you their address and everything. And there's the back of it. So, but that's a pretty rad fucking coin. I don't even know how and to then, describe that. It's got like swords and like ribbons and. Yeah, it's like a shield, a sword. There's a fucking torch on the top. It's it's fucking rad. That'd be cool if that uh, was like his family crest, and like he turned it into a challenge coin. That's that my idea. Nobody steal that. That's mine. I just made that up right now. <laughs> then. uh... <laughs> I saw this coin on somebody's story, and it wasn't even, like, the guy 
he, he was putting a coin in his coin rack and it wasn't the coin he was putting in. I saw it and I was like, that's a rad fucking coin in the back right there. And uh, I said, I want one. Matter of fact, I want two, one for Mr. Miami and myself. And so he isn't even on the ship and he texted a BM1 that's on there and was like, hey, I listened to this podcast. They saw your coin in the background and they want one. Well, they want two. And he goes, is it the Disgruntled Sailor podcast? And he's like, what are you, a fucking psychic? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, it is. He goes, he goes, yeah, those motherfuckers can have some. So he reached out to us, and it's from the uh, the Coast Guard Cutter Terrapin. So there's the back. That's cool. It's got the tr- Coast Guard logo it's, on the it's back. The shape of, it's the shape of a turtle. This is a podcast. Yeah. You have to talk about it, like describe <laughs> the shape. Yeah. We'll talk about it, be about it. And then on the front is, uh, it's pretty cool. It's out of Bellingham, Washington. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The colors in that, it's one of the cooler coins I've seen. I like coins that aren't your traditional fucking circular shape like ours is, mm-hmm. uh, but coins are expensive, so I get it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is that all the coins you got? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Th- those are what I'm waiting to mail you. I'm, I have, oh, I have, I have one to We mail also, you. we also got, uh, a Siegis coin. Is that, the snitches? is that the snitch coin? Yeah. It's a, if you have a tip, just scan this QR code on the back. Have you scanned it? You... A, no, I have not. It's got a built-in <laughs> listening device, so it's listening to everything we're saying right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so next, uh, another follow-up from the sexual assault episode. We've gotten a lot of push, like not pushback, feedback on that. Um, yes. Uh, one yeah. guy waited like two weeks to message me. Uh, just like I didn't know how to, it was very, very, very long. Um, but I did read the whole thing, and pretty much, kind of, you know, talking about, um, you know, I, w- I waited a little bit because I didn't know how I felt. But you know, they they said, you know, we appreciate you make talking about it, and you know, we need to talk about it. But on the other hand, he he liked that. I I don't know if it was a he or she. I don't remember. I say he, like. That's why I call everyone fucker, because it's gender neutral. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this fucker messages me, right? And he's like, I like that you did the other side that no one ever talks about. Also, a not in the open, like, hey, uh, some people use this as, you know, they're being facetious, and they're using it as a slander tool. And not that you're taking anything away from anybody that actually has something happen to them, but, you know, it people do need to talk about it. So that was cool. And then... um Somebody else messaged me and said, did you know you can request a unit transfer for a rape, but not for a death threat? Oh, yeah. I've heard that story. Yeah. So uh, this guy was at a unit, and there was another guy that was a piece of shit and, like, literally threatened to kill this guy. And he went to his command. I think he was a second at the time, maybe a third. I don't remember. And, like, he's like, look, this guy made legit threats on my life, like, with a like with weapons like he has weapons he made a legit threat and they go sorry there's nothing we can do until he does something he's like so you got to wait until he murders me to like do anything and they're like sorry man that's uh that's the fucking it's a little deal fucked up. yeah it's a little fucked up so and it was a, like other people heard it like th- it was verified other people heard it and he wanted either that person transferred or him transferred he said i don't care which one and they said no we can't do anything so um, he ended up not getting murdered, but um, I don't remember the rest of the story. So, um, I've, I've had a had a very rough fucking week, my man. 
All right. Do you have any other admin shit? No. Okay. We're going to move on to the goddamn reservists. You're the, you're the first reservist we've ever had on. I'm uh, pretty privileged, I guess. Are you at work right now? Yeah. And you could call that work. <laughs> I don't call what I do work. Yeah. Um, are you at your PSU or are you deployed? I'm at the PSU right now. Okay. Okay. So, first thing, what the fuck is a PSU? Uh, PSU is a port security unit. Um, we have a deployed or we're able to be deployed within 96 hours of notification. So wheels up. We have a whole shopping list of things that we take with us, boats, ammo, supply, um, all the admin crap. So um, we do a lot of um, anti-terrorism force protection missions. So out there keeping, you know, terrorists at bay, stuff like that. Seen a lot of them? No. No? No. Yeah, you know, uh, the only time I ever really see you guys is when, like, I'm pulling into Gitmo and you guys come out and escort us in. Hey, do you yep. remember that time we were leaving Gitmo and the PSU boat came up on our port side and they forgot and the to... fucking gun, the gun hit? If you don't stop getting ahead of my stories, I'm going to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> there I was, okay? <laughs> port side and the, the small boat's coming alongside and there was a female on the back. And there was a 240 mount on the starboard, like, aft gunnel. And they didn't put it at, like, ready air or, like, whatever or, like, unhinge it. And it uh-huh. just, like, dug into our fucking hull and then went, ping, when it finally released. And, like, she just looks at it and then looks at the coxswain. And they're both, like, looks fine. And then our person got on and they fucked off and there's this <laughs> giant gash. Yeah. You can <laughs> see paint inside the fucking barrel. Oh, like it was, that's crazy. They hit pretty, they hit pretty hard. Um, so ATFP is like, so when we do ATFP, we pull into a foreign country that has a heightened force protection condition and we pretty much stand armed guard. Um, you guys do it a little differently via like, like boats and shit, right? Correct. So we have shore side and, uh, wire side. Um, usually we're guarding or protecting a high value asset. So um, just for basic knowledge, like Gitmo, we're kind of in a security zone uh, protecting the uh, the detention facilities um, on the water side front. And then we have shore side that have battle positions set up um, in case the water side fails and they're our last option. So I remember back in the day, like... 2006 2008 i remember hearing about psus and hearing about they were going like to like kuwait and shit like that and like south korean shit that was a thing back in the day wasn't it yeah yeah that was quote unquote old guard stuff um but yeah uh a lot of the psus have been over to kuwait and they were protecting the ports and the uh oil rigs out there so and then uh, the shore side pit people were actually on the oil rigs for their their watch. So how many PSUs are there? There's like, what, like 12? No. Um, so you got PSU 301, which is out of like, uh, 
Massachusetts. That's that's so Cape Cod, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, three hundred five, which is in Virginia, uh, Fort Useless. Um, three hundred seven, which is down in Clearwater. Three hundred eight is in Kiln, Mississippi. Uh, three hundred nine, which is in uh, Portland, Ohio. Three eleven in LALB. 312 in San Fran and 313 in uh, Washington. Why are they always, why are they in such ridiculous places? Like killed Mississippi. So each district has its own PSU. So the last uh, number of the PSU is corresponded to that district, except for 311 and 312. uh, That's all in what district 11. Yeah. District 11. However, at one point, California was split into two different districts, so that's why uh, three twelve is twelve. So, if you're a PSU guy, are you at PSU's your entire career? Um, so, yes and no. There's a lot of people that just are diehard PSU people and stay in the PSU their whole entire career. Uh, I have a fellow chief that's been in 16 years and it's been nothing but PSU world. Um, However, we're in the same uh, rotation schedule uh, kind of as every other reservist after your, what, uh, five years is up, you can rotate to another um, place. Like you can, or you have the option to, you have the option to, if you put it down on your dream sheet, you can go to, like station Tampa or wherever. Okay. Do you guys have any active duty at the PSUs? Yeah. Uh, so the active duty personnel, uh, we have, I believe five. There's an SK, a YN, a GM, and MK and BM. They're all first class as well. Now, do did guys... they wear green as well or no? Yep. 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 Everybody yeah. wears Uni- green. Uniforms based on unit assignment. However, Everywhere. A few years ago, I think back in 2014, 2015, um, they were all wearing blue until they got deployed and then they all wore green. But that when, was when, when did you guys switch from the desert camos to the Navy Type 3s? That, I don't know. I've only been know. in the PSU realm since 2017. Now, do you guys get... Um, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so... You, your, your drills. So, like, active duty people obviously work normal Coast Guard hours, Monday through Friday or whatever. Do you guys still do the one weekend a month, two weeks a year spiel? Yep. Yep. So, a typical drill weekend is it's usually three days uh, as opposed to our um, blue side counterparts that do two days. Um, but, yeah, and then the active duty personnel stay through the weekend as well to help support whatever they need to do. But yeah, it's a, usually a three day weekend, one weekend a month and two weeks a year. What the hell do those active duty people do during the like weeks you guys aren't there? Just like fuck around. Yeah. Just fuck uh, off and do nothing. Pretty much. Um, I've been up here on orders <laughs> for a while and I can contest it's, it's pretty laid back, but there's always maintenance going on with the boats. Uh, supply is always trying to order stuff with what money the Coast Guard's giving us. Um, so, 
and YNs are always typing up orders or doing something. I have no idea. Gross. Um, is Gitmo your guys' primary deployment area, or do you guys go anywhere else? Like, I honestly, gun to my head, I have no other than Gitmo, I have no idea where fucking PSUs go. So, I mean, we're able to go just about anywhere as long as it's not freezing. Uh, I think they just took that out of our org, man. But yeah, Gitmo is our primary mission set right now where we're going. However, there's talks on the table that's that's going away, but that's been on the table for ever. Yeah, I know but the yeah, missions used to go to Gitmo for a while there too, right? That's correct. Uh, so we actually took over the mission from the Mist so that they can go play LARPing somewhere else. <laughs> and how long is your typical, like when you guys deploy to, let's say, Gitmo, how long is that stint of time? So the reservists come on Title Ten orders, uh, involuntary active activation. So uh, it's for a year-long orders. Uh, we'll do about six weeks of ramp-up, getting everybody on the same page of training, uh, qualifications, everything like that. And then nine months in country. Country. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if you if you want to be operator, uh, downrange. Both of those are silly. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I'm a part-time medium speed some drag kind of guy. But, like, <laughs> that just that sounds silly to me. Um so you said Gitmo. When you leave Gitmo, you either a hunk, a chunk, a drunk, or a hunk. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, so I, you either <laughs> you either work I, out a lot, and become a hunk. You uh, eat until you become a chunk. I mean, you've been in Gitmo several times, so the only other thing to do down there is drink. So you come back a drunk, or um, you uh, become a hermit and you study find religion, whatever, and become a monk. Hmm. Those are those are the four. That's pretty much the only four options of Gitmo. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else. Um, so for um, – is the morale pretty good when you guys are on deployment? Do you guys, like, do, like – is it, like, a like where you're, like – I kind of picture, like, a small boat station. Like, oh, okay, I'm the duty crew today. Everyone else gets to fuck off for the day or for the weekend or whatever. And yeah, you're pretty spot on. If you're not off fucking around, then you're uh, on duty. And depends on your command and what your schedule's like. But the the couple times I've been there, it's a pretty cakewalk for duty. Uh, the last time I was there, it was two on two off sliding weekends, like a typical station schedule. So then your long weekends are just a blur after Saturday nights, and then. Yeah, everybody else is out floating around or sitting in a hole, and pretty, pretty simple. I mean, that, considering your family's not there and you're not going to your home two on two off every other weekend in Gitmo, doesn't sound that bad to me. No, you know, it's, it's yeah, really but, not. But I mean, at the same time, I couldn't imagine spending a year or nine months, whatever it is, in Gitmo. Like, I could do it. A, a port call, port calls. I'm I'm about ready to get out of that place after a good long port call. Not me, dude. I could live in Gitmo. I love Gitmo. It, it doesn't it. really it doesn't really fucking hit you until about month five, six, and then you're just like you hate everybody. 
you just want to go home. You want to just kind of seclude yourself. And then come about the month eight, you're like, okay, we can start being friends again. And then I see the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. And then from there, it's like, okay, everything's Sounds down. Sounds like being on a ship. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's like a, a longer ship period. Yeah. Um, do you guys get like FSA while you're there? Yes. Or per, do you get per diem? Uh, it's like, you, so the, so Gitmo has the galley up there and we all get meal cards. So that's all free. Um, however, you get like $3 a day per diem, something like that. You know, as many times as I've been to Gitmo, I have no idea where the galley is. Me either. Uh, so across from the exchange and up the hill, yep. that's where it is. Like behind the Navy Lodge? Yes. So like. Up category from the Navy Lodge. I thought that was just like the softball fields and shit. So that's on the other side of the little hill. Is it? Is it past the hospital? You've gone way too far. Really? Yeah, the hospital's way far down. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think it's like Exchange, Navy Lodge, softball fields. So yeah. if you come out of uh, McDonald's and you look straight up that hill, that's where the yeah. galley is. I thought that oh, was okay, the okay. hospital. No, hospital's on the other side of the road. Dude. Every time I'm there, I'm drunk. So <laughs> uh, so you get FSA, so that's got to be pretty rad. Yeah, I bet you guys save you're... a lot of money while you're there, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a lot of people do walk away with a, a substantial amount of money in their, their bank. Um, but since there's really nothing to do, you go to the exchange le- legitimately every day just to walk around and buy random shit. And then it's just like, well, I don't need this anymore. So let's sell it. Yeah. How much shit do you guys just like leave behind for like the next two? <laughs> uh, it's, we have pretty big yard sales, um, or we just give them away. It's, I mean, I, I didn't have a lot, but a lot of people become pack rats and they're, they're fighting to sell off their stuff before they leave. Otherwise they just leave it. Uh, I had a question, but I forgot what it was. Uh, I was thinking about barracks, and then I was like, no, that's stupid. I don't fucking remember. Uh, uh, I remember now. Do you guys that have, like, regular jobs, um, do you, do you guys ever get, any of your guys ever get interference from your civilian jobs while you go on deployment? Um, no. Some, some employers, uh, just don't know the... USERA laws, everything like that, that you're, you're covered under. So, and when you got, we give you ample notice to supply documentation to your employer saying, Hey, I know this deployment's coming up. Here's your first notice. And then so on as times gets closer. And then once you do get your, um, orders, supply that to your employers. But, um, there are some, employers that kind of give a little um yeah give you some scruff yeah Yeah. pushback whatever you want to call about being away from work for so long but then other employers are extremely helpful through the process and some even pay you while you're gone as well so double dip that's crazy because it's a federal law that like they can't you know can't fire you they can't reprise or no reprisal or anything they can't fire you or whatever Nope, I had a uh, 
on my first deployment, there was a BM3, now a BM1, um, who was employed through the state of New Jersey, who was getting his full paycheck and the Coast Guard paycheck at the same time. Usually it's only, you get maybe X amount of military hours that you use, but his employer paid him the whole entire time. So he was must be egg. fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. Um, so assets, what kind of, what kind of assets like boat and that shit you got? Um, so we got each, uh, PSU has, uh, six boats. There are 32 TPSBs, uh, transportable port security boats. Um, they're, they're giant turds, but we, uh, <laughs> we make do with what we got. Um, as is the way. Exactly. Wouldn't, Wouldn't have it any other way. way. <laughs> ah. Um, the 32, it's it's a decent platform, but it's an aging platform as well, just like everything else in the Coast Guard. Is it um, outboard driven? No, nah, it's inboard outboards. Uh, twin 315 uh, turbo diesel engines. And you guys got what, like a 50 on the front and 240s on the back? Uh, yeah, 50 on the front and then two 240s on each, or one 240 on each side in the back. Um, For your... For your land side people, um, are you? Do you guys get any like specialized training, or are you guys just BOs, BTMs? Um, so the land side people, they, I mean, the about the uh, best way to describe it, it's uh, they go to Camp Lejeune for two weeks. It's uh, EOC course, Expeditionary Operator course, I believe it's called. You just get to go play army for two weeks, live in the woods, uh, go through a simulated shoot house type of stuff, and then yeah, you come back and you get a a clause or a course code. So, so it's not like you guys aren't BOs, BTMs. You're EOCs. I mean, I wouldn't even say you're in EOC. You just have that course code. Um, but as for the um, shore side, they have what. A fire team member, fire team lead, squad leader, stuff like that, which uh, just different qualifications you obtain through uh, so, through your training. So, if you guys aren't BOs, BTMs, what like what authority are you guys given? Like, like fourteen U.S. Code gives us, you know, our you know law enforcement authority. Is that the same authority that you guys use for your mission? Yeah, so, I mean, we fall under uh, DOD when we deploy. So we still use Coast Guard use of force policy, um, and then we also go into uh, 33 CFR, and they just changed all the codes up. But that's, that's what like we your get. ROE, our... your rules of engagement and shit, right? Correct, correct. Okay. Um, so, like you said, team, like, are you guys, like, team style? Like, all right, Team Alpha's on deck, Team Bravo's on deck, or is it, like, unit... Like BM ones up, and my coxswain is this, and my crew is that. Like, do, do you have no, a team so... Thunder Horse? <laughs> uh, nobody's <laughs> actually ever named their teams or their boats. That's uh, boring. That's so boring. Yeah, it's a missed it opportunity. I'll uh, I'll take that to the whiteboard and I'll use it for the next yeah. next time. But um, no. So when you're you're deployed, you have your set boat crews, uh, set coxswains, stuff like that, and same as uh, your shore side, you have your set um, squads and everything like that that you will legitimately be with for nine months. 
Okay. So you get real, real close with them. So it is, it's kind of, a, it's a team, but it's not a team. Like, like when we're on the ship, we're, you know, team Thunder Horse, but like we're officers, OSs, you know, MKs, whatever, MEs, but we are a team kind of thing. Right. I mean, the only difference is on shore side, it's nothing but MEs. And then on water side, you have MKs, BMs, GMs, I mean, whatever rate can augment to fill positions as well. So we take um, anybody. For Is it um, a standard coxswain qual or are you tactical pursuit, anything like that? Yeah, so uh, we're tech coxswains. Um, and then you become tech crew as well for just basic crewmen that will get their uh, advanced certifications. Do you guys use, uh, go ahead. Do you wear the, the same type of gear that like our typical, like BOs, BTMs wear, or do you have like all this like tactical shit? Like, do you wear um, soft body armor or do you wear sappy plates? We, we wear sappy plates. Um, Motherfucker. Yeah, we have full kit. So we have soft armor, uh, sappy plates, front, back, sides, uh, the the go fast you know cool operator helmets, um, goggles. Why does everyone basic... get savvy plates but me? What the fuck? Uh, getting over the operational rate, I guess. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> From the fucking reservists. All right. Okay. Shots fucking fired. Um, do you guys do like do you have le fifty ones or anything like that or? Yeah, the the super cool bottle rockets. Uh, yeah, so that's just another thing that another tool that we use. I mean, I've only ever shot them for practice. I mean, nothing really ever pops off when you're downrange. So, all right. Um, so you guys get to wear camo plates, soft body armor. So the PSU pin uh, is that just? being at a PSU or do you have to deploy or like do anything? So the, the, uh, the PQS has actually changed over the years. Uh, but no, you gotta be at a PSU for a certain amount of time or a deployment. Plus the, um, PQS you have to go through, you have to go to EOC and then you have to take a board. So like other than going to EOC, I feel like I could get a PSU pin. Like like they're not yeah. going to cut me orders to EOC, but like other than that, I feel like I could probably get one. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not extremely difficult. I mean, except for <laughs> the board that I took uh because we are going we're transitioning from the old PQS which was about 30 pages to the new PQS which is condensed. Um and I did mine, my board on my last deployment, and it was a legit two and a half hour board. Jesus, and Jesus. yeah, it was right up there with my initial coxswain board, which was right about three hours. And I was I feel like that's a little much. It was, it was, but we had a commander that was very salty and wanted to make sure that I they weren't just giving out the pen anymore; that it was. It was still earned. So there like, you go. You said okay. any more. Because I remember yeah. hearing people like, like I remember meeting people at Yorktown, like reservists that I would meet. I was like, what pin is that? I'm like, oh, it's a PSU pin. I was like, how do you get it? He's like, go to a PSU. 
and like exist for a year. I'm like, that's it. They're like, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, uh, that's what I, that's what I was under the impression of. But the, I'm good. I'm glad they're like actually like holding you guys accountable and like making you toe that line a little bit. That's a, a sure. little bit more respect. Not a lot, just a little bit more. You know, but yeah. uh, appreciate that. Um, you guys get like all the same like benefits that every other reservist because you guys are just regular reservists at a PSU, right? Yep. So you, yep, you guys exactly. still get your you still get your GI Bill. You still get you know. Do you guys get like sea time of any sort or like any type <laughs> of like deployment time or like? Because I remember you used to get like like some of the missed tacklers used to get like admin sea time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I've never heard of that, but no, we don't get any C time. Like, like if you were to miss and you did or a tackle it or whatever, you got administrative C time where it counted for the service wide, but it didn't count towards your cutterman pin. Did I did I just make that up? Uh, no, I th- I think that is a thing because like I know people at um like a uh, the cartonista teams like like they used to get like C time for going out on ships for as long as they hit a certain number of days or whatever. And I was like, that's stupid. You're not assigned to a, a, one of those units. Well, uh, do you guys get, uh, you, you said you guys get an extra service-wide point for something. Yeah, so it's just a PSU point that you get on your service-wide for being at a PSU. That's so for shit. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. That, like for what though? Like why? Why come? Why come the point? Yeah, like why not give people extra points for being on ships? That like, was just, just a shitty unit. Here you go. Here's a point. Uh, it was just a retention tool. So I uh, trying to keep people at the PSU or trying to get them to come to the PSU is difficult anymore because of the deployments and nobody wants to be away from their family stuff like that. But uh, some O decided to be a good good opportunity good oer writing tool to be like here here's a additional point if you come to a psu or you stay you know i must be crazy but like if i work some like manual labor job like electrician or like you know a trade job or like i work in like an office in like a cubicle and like i work there for two years i'm like you know what this is fucking dumb let me i'm gonna go ride around on boats for a year in cuba like i'll be like sign me the fuck up dude like Mm-hmm. But like, I guess it's people are different these days. Like, are you guys having the same retention rates as we are? Like, um, uh, retention rate losses it, or whatever. In the reserves, it's it's holding pretty steady. Um, we're not really losing a lot of people, but we'll see how this COVID thing pans out when, um, yeah, when that turns around for the shot, but. As of right now, it's just we're not getting any better and we're not getting any worse. For your but, your extra seat time point, right? Does it cap out like award points do? Like you're maxed out at 10 award points? So you only get one, uh, and that's it. So, you, I mean, ever? you don't bank that. Uh, yeah. So each – no, let me say it. Let me rewind. Uh, for each service-wide, you say you get one service-wide point or one additional point. So it's, How often it just do you doesn't... guys take service wides? Do you take it every year like we do? Yep, every October. October. Yep. Really? Yep. Hmm. So if you take it and advance the next service wide, I believe you get a, an additional point. 
So you said you get a lot of chess candy. What do you guys get? What are you guys getting? Like special ops ribbons or meritorious <laughs> so, teams? So before I went to the PSU, I had probably you know as a typical reservist four or five ribbons stuff something like that and since i've been here i'm up to i don't know like 12 13 so i mean they just give them away like like it's going out of style you get just we're going to yeah just we're going to gitmo you get uh the gwat gwat e armed forces reserve medal um overseas service ribbon i mean yeah, I think you walk away, and then plus, usually a personal award departing there, a team or a unit ribbon. Did I mean, you know? Speaking of the overseas service, not all overseas units get the overseas service ribbon. I did not. No. Yeah, like Hawaii and Alaska does not not get it. That's but not overseas. Like that's Oconus. But you go to Puerto Rico and you get it. What? Yes, one hundred percent. You get it in PR. And I was like, I'm, that's horseshit. I've been to PR like eight times. What the fuck? You have to be there for an, like a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. But like, you just don't get it for like stopping in for a port call. Hey, that's I'm going to go drink at this one bar. <laughs> uh, can I get this ribbon now? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, did you see we just got the DHS Outstanding Something Fucking Award? Yeah, they yeah. haven't given it out to people at our unit yet. It's already in my DA. Yeah, it's not mine. It's it's got a gold bar on it. Yeah, I was really hoping I was really hoping I'd be done with my ribbon rack. Just like, you know, like me and my chief argued again about Markson. I was like, just give me all fucking fours. I don't care. (laughs) Don't fucking care. He's like, oh man, you gotta get your Markson. I'm like, you gotta update your ribbon rack. I was like, fuck, I gotta spend another fucking bunch of money to get my stupid ribbon rack up to date. Anyway, excuse me. Sorry, mom. Um, but any, so at the end here, would you recommend a PSU to reservists? Like, has it been has it been good for you? Would you rather gone to like a small boat station, a sector, something like that, or are you glad you did the PSU? Yeah, I I highly recommend any reservist to do one tour at the PSU, and I, if in my own a per, personal opinion, I think it should be mandatory. Uh, because you see so many different sides of the Coast Guard. I mean, especially coming from the Blue Guard where I did, you know, search and rescue, BTM, law enforcement, whatever. And then getting a completely different aspect of the Coast Guard from the Green Guard is, you know, it only makes you a, a more well-rounded coastie in the, in the long run. And, you know, it helps, you know, especially on the service-wide, you get – more knowledge, stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely so since recommend you guys, it. Since you guys classify it as two different Coast Guards, right? Blue Guard and Green Guard. Do you do you not have the saying, if it's blue, it's not for you? Or is, is it the same thing for green? Or how does that work for you guys? Yeah, do you, yeah, guys, have, it, do you guys have fraternization green, issues down there? <laughs> do you guys um, have fraternization? No? Don't want to speculate? I'm not going to confirm nor deny that that does not or it does happen. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) It definitely doesn't happen in my Coast Guard, so can't imagine it would happen at yours. Uh, Cool. Um, 
Anybody got anything else for the PSU stuff? Anything you feel like people just need to know or like a common misconception about PSUs? I mean, just to throw a little thing about the reserves in there. You know, I, I know reserves get a bad rap, especially from active duty personnel. But, you know, thinking if you ever work alongside reservists, um, we're essentially held to a, another standard just because we have a full-time career outside of the Coast Guard. And then we come to the Coast Guard and everything is condensed for us. So we're still man- or we're still expected to maintain all of our quals. Essentially, it's another full-time job that we're, we're doing, and it's just not on the weekends. Um, it's, it's a lot, and I think that, you know, we do get a bad rap just because there are some shitty leadership climates out there that will not allow reservists to get underway unless there's active duty personnel president. So then you know, you start to get these active duty people that are seeing the reserves not doing anything but sitting around and quote unquote eating donuts and smoking and joking all weekend when it's not of their own fault that they're not able to go out and do shit. It's commands because they don't trust us. But I will I will yeah. agree with you there. Um they do get a bad rap, but just like everything else I say on here, uh it's from personal experience only. Um, I've had really good reservists, and I've had just god-awful reservists. Um, when I was at uh, Panama City, I luckily had three E6s and one E7 reservists that were like, no, nah, man, we're fucking doing it. And I got we got them so qualified that we got them qualified on 45s, Coxon, Crewman, and BOs, BTMs, and LEIs. One of them was even an FAI. And we got so many reserves qualified that we were actually able to send the entire active duty duty crew, duty crew home for the weekend. Uh, it only lasted one cycle, um, and then other reservists happened. But I have it's it's possible, you know. Like I remember going in the duty room, and be like, "All right, all active duty people, pack your shit, you're going to fuck home." Uh, reservists got it for the weekend. They're like, "What?" I was like, yeah, we got two two or three of them comms watch. We got B one on the forty five, and I have seen where. If the reserves put a little in and you have a training petty officer or, um, you know, someone that's willing active duty to help, you know, and then like what I would do, I would help as a TPO is like, hey, it's Friday. Here's what needs done. You have to do Jufi. You have to do this. You have to get night hours. You have to do a two boat. You have to do towing. Get these done and I'll put it in TMT for you and I would help them. And it went great for like six months for like one cycle. And then this guy got sick. This guy in trouble this and then it just fucking went to shit and i've never had it ever again so like it can be done um you just have to have number one reservists that care and number two an active duty person like you said that's willing to go yeah man i'll help you let's go do it so like i i talk a lot of shit about reservists because number one it's fun and it's easy you're easy targets but it can be it it can be fucking done it can be fucking done i've seen it both ways too i've had shitty reservists and i've had really great ones who just crush whatever you throw at them so Mm -hmm. i feel like it all depends on the person yeah, no, um, you're you're ex- extremely right, and I mean, trust me, I've seen my my fair share of shitbag reservists that are just here to do their their six, get out, and get whatever benefits they can reap. And but on the on this opposite hand, I see reservists that this is you know what they want to do for the rest of their life. This is their their heart, their soul, and you can definitely tell that they're 
out there trying to do everything they can to make whatever they have better. I remember having an E7 who was above the cut for E8 come to me as a second and be like, I need some help. I need I, I need help with, you know, uh, TMT. I need help with this. I Teach me how to do Jufi. He's like, let me, you know, please teach me. So, like, it, it was, you know, not what, – what's the opposite of prideful? Like, he was very humble, I guess. Like, can you fucking teach me how to do this? Cause, like, humble. I said humble. I fucking said humble. You said prideful. You said prideful. I said, what's the opposite of prideful? And then I said humble. Mm, I didn't hear that. Okay. Well, I said it. We'll, we'll hear it on the playback. Um, so, it, yeah, we just need some people. I, mean, I guarantee you there's more shitbag active duty than there are shitbag uh, reservists. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's way more of us to, for the pool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you do on the outside, if you're comfortable saying that? Uh, so... I were I still hold my commission as a uh, corrections officer for the state of which I live in. Okay, that's pretty cool. Which I mean, I haven't been there since 2019. I've been writing out orders and everything like mm-hmm. that since. So I hear those guys are fucking hurting, like mandatory yeah. overtime and shit. No, thank you. Because yeah. you, you know, shit like me that are on orders that don't want to go back and you know leave them out to dry. You know, Dirty Sturdy was a corrections officer, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, Paul Clark. <coughs> if All you're right, ready, there, Fatso. You're not ready. I gotta pull it up. I How many right times here. do I have to tell you have it fucking ready? This it is the is first. Ready. This is the first time you're looking at it, isn't it? No, <laughs> I looked at it earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. In 2010, the Coast Guard decided that the all-new Sentinel-class cutters will be named after Coast Guard personnel, which we've already covered. Uh, and one of the people recognized for heroism was uh, Paul Clark. It's the sixth cutter, and it's homeported in Miami. Let's see. Paul Lehman Clark, who served as a fireman in the Coast Guard, uh, Clark was staffing a landing boat during a large assault on a beach in French North Africa during World War II when the craft's two other members, I'm going to butcher these names, Richard Bouchette, Bouchette of St. Mary's, Bouchette? Pennsylvania. It's like B-U-C-H-E-I-T. Boucher. Maybe, maybe Boucher. Uh, Bobby Boucher. Donald, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> and... Uh, and Donald LaRue of Hackettstown, New Jersey, uh, were wounded by a... I'm going to fuck this name up, too. It's a Luf, Luftwaffe fighter? Luft, Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe. Okay. Uh, it's a German so Air Force? Two, may, I think so. It just says Luftwaffe fighter. Luftwaffe yeah, fighter. Luftwaffe was the, was the German Air Force. Okay. It says Clark took command of the craft, took the wounded crew members to a Navy ship for medical care, and then returned to his duties as a beachmaster. One of the wounded crew members, Donald LaRue, succumbed to his wounds thanks to the heroic act of Paul Clark and another Coast Guardsman in excellent medical care. Richard Boucher and his wife Rita raised five children. Richard died in 1984 at the age of 68. Clark was awarded a Navy Cross. He was one of only six members of the Coast Guard to be awarded the Navy Cross in World War II. That's pretty fucking cool. 
Yeah. So these, these dudes get fucked up by that Luftwaffe, however you fucking say it. And he, like, <laughs> throws them up in the fucking boat. And he's like, let's go, boys. And he drops them off. He's like, here, get better. And then he goes back and, like, continues to do his job, even though his buddies are all fucked up. Like, that's badass. I wonder what a Beachmaster is like. Is that I, I imagine he, like, coordinates the landing of crafts or something like that. I don't know. I mean, we can try to Google it. Ah, it's, I was just speculating. I, I was just wondering, but... <laughs> So he was, how old did you say? He was young? Was he young? He was a fireman when that happened. So he I had to be you, young. I thought you said his age. I don't remember. But that's pretty cool, though. That I didn't uh, even, bro, honestly, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about World War II. I had no fucking clue the Coast Guard was in Africa. So a beachmaster, so it says in any large amphibious operation that required extensive planning, beachmasters directed troops, supervised unloading, and generally imposed order and chaos. Imposed it? Like made chaos? It says imposed <laughs> order on chaos. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And then it says depending on the level of resistance encounter, beachmasters ran risks varying from little more than that of a traffic policeman to highly visible positions under fire. They made a fireman do that? That's the Coast Guard way yeah. all the so, way. So this dude's out here just directing bitches. Like, you go fucking here, you unload this shit here and move it here. And it's like the brand new dude at a boot camp. And he's like, what's up, boys? I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't know the Coast Guard was in fucking Africa. Like, I just, I thought, like, I had it. I thought I knew it. Like, I knew the stuff. And I just obviously don't. But that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, you guys ready for some uh, final thoughts? Or I'm sorry, last calls. Yeah. Last call. Yeah, what do you got? Anybody have any other than me? I don't. Uh, I think I got one for you. Oh yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Right. Fucking send it. All right. So taking a nap to get rid of a headache is the same as turning it off and turning it back on. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, I do have some. I wrote some down. I forgot. Well, all right. Uh, all right, so no one wants to swim in a pool that has a dead body in it. I heard this one. They're perfectly fine swimming in the ocean that has tons of bodies in it, which means everyone has an acceptable corpse-to-water ratio they're willing to accept. Absolutely. You ever swim in a reservoir up north? There's bodies in there, I guarantee you. Um, do you have another one? Yeah. Uh, you might have heard this one, too, but we all know what, what Krispy Kreme Donuts is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't Krispy Kreme donuts actually crispy? I mean, it's in the name. They're crispy when they come out of the fryer, and then they glaze them. And then the glaze hardens. They're definitely not crispy. <laughs> They're crispy. It's fried dough. That's how you make a fucking donut. Oh, I know how donuts are made. That's why they're they're called crispy. They're crispy out of the fryer, and then they cream all over them. <laughs> Oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors, Oak and Iron Coffee. Oak and Iron was founded to honor America's rich nautical history along with the history of the Coast Guard. Every member of their team has either served in the Coast Guard or a veteran who grew up on the water. They are putting out some amazing coffee. They offer whole bean or ground coffee along with K-cups, tumblers, and stickers. They can even do unit orders if needed. One of the best things about the company is that a portion of all the proceeds goes to support CGMA. So every time you buy from them, you're essentially helping your fellow Coasties who need it the most. 
Go check them out on Instagram at Oak and Iron Coffee or on the web at oakandironcoffee.com and tell them the disgruntled sailor sent you. All right. I got one. Are you ready? This is yeah. one's going to – it might take some thinking, okay? So, right. do you know how long a Falcon's lifespan is? No. So, most Falcons have a lifespan of 12 to 15 years, and okay. which means all Falcons alive today were born in the 21st century. Therefore, they're all millennial Falcons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for my next one? Yeah. All right, cereal is a technically a chowder. All right, so think about yeah. it for a second. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, yeah. so the definition of a soup is uh, chunks of either vegetables or meat suspended in a clear broth. That's a soup, right? A chowder okay. is... Vegetables, meat, or other items suspended in a cream-based sauce. Therefore, cereal is a fucking chowder. I can see it. Right? Uh, I I I see it. I have two more. Um, So, the child of a mermaid and a centaur has a one in four chance of being born a normal human. But it also has a one in four chance of being a seahorse. <laughs> oh Jesus! You like that one? Yeah. Right, uh, hold on, I gotta. So, oh fuck you! My phone just did a fucking thing. All right, I got one more. All right. So, bread is essentially a loaf of dough, which makes cheese a loaf of milk. And ice, a loaf of water. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's all I have for today. Welcome to my TED Talk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do have some other stuff coming up soon. We're going to do a cyber episode, allegedly. We're going to do... Um, a Coast Guard K-9 episode? Oh, yeah, we're doing a canine episode. I hope it's the dog. I want to see the dog. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? Somebody else messaged me about an episode. Oh, oh um... uh, no, my turn. Um, so I have a guy that he's on his, I think he's third branch, third military branch, like Army, Navy. Now he's joining the Coast Guard. And um, I know I've thought about it. And a lot of people, do, were you guys in for the blue to green program? I don't know if it's still a thing anymore. Yep. Um, I've always been interested to see, like, how that happens. Like, is it worth it? Does it work? Is it true you can go from, like, an E6 to warrant in the Army? Um, so I got that guy. He's going to hook us up. Um, Big J is going to talk us through his CCTI shenanigans and see how I know that it's not going to be worth it to be chief. And then... Um, What's the other one? Um, I got a guy that is going from MST1 to MSSE, and he got picked up, and he's getting his commission okay. soon. Okay, that'll be cool. Uh, cause... Oh, we still have uh, the Company Commander episode, too. We got a schedule. Apparently, she's the most busy person in the entire Coast Guard. Like... So she, I, I told her to let me know when she's free, and she's told us, I don't remember if I told you or not, 
to pick a day and a time, and she would clear her schedule. Okay, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> bet you won't. Right. Uh, bet you won't. Um, so I'm at... <laughs> I'm actually flying out on Friday to go to Ohesia, and I'll be with uh, my mother. Go Ohe- where? Ohesia. It's the uh, Latin way you say Ohio. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, like people from Ohio are called Ohesians, you know? You didn't no, know that? I don't know. You didn't know that? Like, if you're Texas, you're from Texas, you're Texan. If you're from Ohio, you're an Ohesian. Everybody knows I don't that. Think that's a thing. It's fucking mm-hmm. a thing. It's a thing. It's not it's- a thing. That's one. That's a hundred percent. Are you from Ohio? It's won't it's com- confirm it's com- or deny. It's complicated. <laughs> uh, so I'll be up there and uh, fat. So if you can get enough, if you, Bro, can get- I just googled it. I'd go- Urban Dictionary says Ohesian <laughs> slang from one from Ohio, usually used in a derogatory manner. Yep, that's how I said it. <laughs> um. But if you can get enough questions together, I'm going to convince my mother to come on here. And uh, she'll pretty just much make fun of me and yell at me the whole time. But I think you'll get a kick out of it. Oh, it'll be good. Oh, well, thanks for listening, people. Yeah, Have a good we'll Coast Guard day. <laughs> Later. Later.